0: this audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults
1: only now
0: let's get
2: it on
1: what jody i'm gonna fucking kill you okay now i hope you fucking overdose on cocaine
2: now (laughs) say po boys podcast
1: welcome to the po boys podcast how can we fuck your day up (laughs) beautiful welcome to the po boys podcast we don't think
0: rape is good but we turn a blind eye rape 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 on the first fucking date the one we did most recently which was funny was we called it international street food and we had five guys of varied ethnicities correct and uh, a girl had to blow them each for a minute apiece, but couldn't touch them, couldn't do anything but put their, her mouth on their penis. And then she got $100 for each a race she correctly identified. Yeah. And then she would have a $500 bonus if she got all five
2: right. I'm going to guess she got the black guy,
0: right? Well, what's funny is that the guy that she, <laughs> she blew first, she said, I think this guy's the black guy. And we told her she could change her mind throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. Can't. Then she
2: got to the third guy and she was like, no, that's not it. This is the one. So
0: <laughs> the guy that thought was the black guy was white and he was super proud of it. At yeah. oh, he was like walking around the studio, like, good me, I, I have a big black cock. And then after she did all five of them, she goes, you know what? Let me do the first guy again. She goes, oh, no, no, I think he's Asian.
2: See, that was just mean and spiteful. He got it. Yeah, you
0: know, she slipped it. It could not have gone worse for
2: him. Whatever. She got it. She she just got embarrassed. She didn't want him to have all that clout. She had to take it down a <laughs> fucking notch.
1: Black dog drinks from the water, trying the crook his tongue. Like the king finds no peace, his work is never done. Nightfall smoked on the water, darkness his ears Drown you boy. you
2: and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight, we have a very special guest, uh, live from New York City. Uh, a bit of a mogul at this point, if I've looked into the, the LinkedIn profiles and heard all the information correctly. Uh, he's a fellow pervert. <laughs> he's uh, also a fellow podcaster. Uh, he's the host of the SDR show, which is on the Gas Digital Network, which he also happens to be a co-owner of. <laughs> my guest tonight the jolly jew giant himself uh mr ralph sutton joins the program hello sir
0: how are you sir it's been a while since i heard uh zach brown band to be honest with you but it's nice to hear that
2: i don't know see i live in the south i'm right in the smack of middle arkansas and it's funny to me when i get people from other places because i just assume everybody listens to this shit all the time you know he's (laughs) relatively popular here you hear him on the radio and whatnot but uh I enjoy his music, and I don't he's care cool. who knows
0: it. I, definitely think he's, I haven't heard him in a while, but he's definitely cool. Didn't he get, um? I'm probably fucking up this information, but didn't he get arrested for drugs a few years ago in like some drug bust? Probably. I'm I feel like that assume. happened a couple of years ago. I don't know why, but I'm going to be wrong. I'm sure someone will tell me that I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that that happened at some point.
2: Well, well, I'm not fact-checking it. I'll just take your word for it. He seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Why wouldn't he get popped for drugs?
0: I just kind of remember hearing that in the news somehow, that he was arrested for drugs or something, in a hotel room or something.
2: It makes sense. Well, that's. I like that song in particular, because uh, I'm a I'm a stone-cold Chris Cornell fan. Um, he's one of my favorite singers of all time, and I believe he's one of the greatest singers of all time, oddly enough. I'm not biased. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I enjoy that that song, and... I don't know, man. It, it felt like it had a good drive, and that's what I wanted for this evening. I'm happy you're here, man. Uh, we had a little Thank bit you. of a technical issue the last time, and I appreciate you giving me a second chance, sir, because uh, that was not I, my I, best effort.
0: I took a break from playing virtual reality ping pong to come on to the show, buddy. There's not much going on these days in New York other than about a 1,000 people a day dying.
2: Yeah. So I have a lot of time on my hands. It's crazy from the outside looking in, man, because all I see that is through the Twitter lens. And I was going to ask how you're holding up, man, because I know you're right smack in the, in the hot spot right now. I man. am
0: really like in the middle of the worst parts. I mean, I think they say Queens is a little bit worse right now, but Manhattan is right behind that. And yeah. so it's weird to look out of my window and see nobody in the streets. It's weird to leave your house and put on a face mask, put on gloves, because you legitimately are, are fighting for your life. In theory, you know, I am... Somewhat in the risky area
2: yeah. of so you're no group. spring chicken, Ralph,
0: I'm Not 50, <laughs> so that is put already, you know, that's dangerous. But also I've had nasally respiratory problems in my life. Yeah. So that puts me in a risk category. So it's been fucking crazy. And I just stay home. I've been home by myself for a month.
2: I get it. Like they want you to protect yourself. And look, man, I have a completely askew version of this. My my childhood home was dog shit. So I pay a lot of money to live in this house at the moment. And uh, I don't mind being here, but I also have shit to do. I got a yard. I got a kid to play with. So I totally understand isolation is a bitch, too. So (laughs) are you where where are you? Uh, I'm on the outskirts of Little Rock, Arkansas. Like
0: okay, and what's it like there? Is it is it not crazy yet or, or what?
2: I will say this. Uh, I'm, uh, what's what's the word, the magic word now? Personnel, like necessary, mandatory okay. personnel. I, I deliver tires. Central,
0: a central service.
2: That. So uh, I think mechanics, shit like that, are all still on the clock. And I'm on, but they've definitely cut the hours. I'm having to file for some underemployment now. Um. The traffic's great. Uh, you know, that's the one thing I've noticed. This is better than Black Friday. Like the last two weeks, I, I haven't had to get up early for work, you know, and I drive and it's nice cruising, no accidents, no bullshit. But uh, I don't know, man. There's been a few little hiccups. Just, you know, you forget that freedom of like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I want to grab some food right quick. And then. You know, it's that ain't happening. uh, No.
0: In New York, though, you still have delivery services that are, you know, all the restaurants deliver so you can get delivery almost any time. So that, thank God. But uh, a lot of the markets are closed uh, at earlier now. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it definitely feels like and I'm not alone saying this. We're in a fucking movie. It's like this is not real. When everyone's talking about the virus, it feels like one of those movies where there's the beginning of. Either this is how the Planet of the Apes starts, or yeah. this is how you know Planet Z. What is it called? Resident uh, Evil. Have hey, you Resident bought? Have Evil? you purchased a machete yet, Ralph? <laughs> yeah, no. I, fortunately for me, because I already look like a monster, people are going to think that I have it, no matter what. So they'll leave me alone.
2: You're the first to go. You fucking first time you <laughs> sneeze on the fucking street, your head's coming off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Some little fucking Filipino dude's going to mess your shit up. Yeah, absolutely. So co- comparatively. Were you in New York like after nine eleven and shit when all that happened? I was here at
0: nine eleven. I legitimately saw the second plane hit the tower from my window. Snap! You know, I mean, I was kind of far away, but I saw it happen. Yeah, because um, my uh, south facing window looked right at it. it was probably a mile away, Oof. but I saw yeah. that happen. I saw the ta- the second tower fall. Um, just crazy. Um, and I was here, and it was a crazy. it was a crazy time. I just talked about this the other day because we interviewed. Um, the singer of the Verve pipe on STR it's not out yet, but he was in the movie Rockstar, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, quick summation of his little story was that their first album was huge, as you know, have the song the freshman. Second album, they got fucked up with drugs. They went to New York City, they partied it up and wasted a million dollars of the record company's money, and the album sold eleven copies. You know. Ooh. And then they worked <laughs> on their third album. It was a really good record, and it came out three days after nine eleven, which, you know, everybody's albums, just like any movies or albums being released now? All tours are being canceled. Yeah, you're getting screwed. But he was in that movie, and we talked about it because the uh, I was at the movie release party, you know the whatever they call that, the uh, premiere, and he was there. And I didn't really talk to him then, but we talked about how what a fun, cool energy that was. It was the Thursday before the Saturday. Yeah, and then uh, I flew back that Friday and. Then that Tuesday was 9-11, which is fucking crazy. And I was in the city, and I had a bunch of friends over that weekend that ended up all being stuck in my house for weeks. Yeah, because they locked
2: that fucking place down, right? And that's what I was going to ask is, comparatively, is it like similar to after 9-11, like with this nobody around? Because I assume that's what it was like, right?
0: Yeah, I would say it's a good good, uh, comparison. The difference here, though, is also now it's more isolated because all the stores are closed. oh
2: well also yeah. after they blew up the fucking or the, knocked the shit down everybody kind of went team america fuck yeah you know there was patriotism yeah, just, like it's right it's now true. nobody wants to touch anybody so they're like yeah oh.
0: yeah actually it's funny that that's definitely you're true. just side
2: eye on every motherfucker right. in the hallway like
0: keep your yeah. distance motherfucker <laughs> it's crazy now it is so that that's that's and also that was like a week or two in the initial like misery. And then it was like, all right, let's get our shit together. But now it's like, well, it's been a month. Yeah. How yeah. much longer are we going? We don't know. We just found out today that um, what's the one state increased another two weeks? It was supposed to be done by April, end of April. And they just said May 15th today. And I'm sure that's going to happen to us too.
2: Yeah. It's all over, man. I, not all over. Hypothetically, I'm just saying it's all over the country. I'm sure is is making harsh adjustments. I, I not to get off onto some money talk. I don't know if you would mind for a second. I heard you talking about all these loans and shit that uh, business loans. My wife uh, runs a small business and she's been mm-hmm. having to go through some shit too, man. They're offering up some pretty juicy fucking deals right now.
0: Yeah, but for us, we don't qualify for. Most oh, of them. bitch! Um, Sorry, we, man. Uh, most of our employees are independent contractors. Oh, I see. Okay, and then it doesn't. You don't qualify. Although I heard that today that they're changing that. But what we're trying to do instead on gas is literally, uh, pun intended, is you know don't take our foot off the gas in that we are launching new shows. We have a 30-day free trial. Every show is still live. Not live, but every show is still recording. Mm -hmm. Not one show is not doing new episodes. We doubled down on content creation, even though we lost a bunch of advertisers, in the theory that maybe we'll get more subscribers. And I can tell you that in the past... Two weeks, we've gotten more. So, the same amount of subscribers as we did it at the launch, you know, when we first started, Damn. everyone had their hardcore fans installed, you know, launch and uh, subscribe, and we had the same kind of like uptick. As we, I don't ever like to talk actual numbers, no, no, just, no, I get it, man. But, um, but you, it was like you've noticed, yeah, like <laughs> almost uh, 20, 15 or 20 percent,
2: yeah.
0: But that's all free, awesome, so dude. Who knows where they'll be in a month? They're all getting free trials, so we don't know how many of them
2: will stay 30 days from now. It's it's a good deal, you know. I, what did Lewis tells you to go pirate all the shows. I don't know if yeah, you're a fan. Of that. I tell
0: people that all the time. You <laughs> log in. You there, there's a game called there's an app called G Potter. If you want to use it, that downloads every show instantly. Yeah, you put it on, and then you get it all. Uh, videos a little more com- complicated to download, but you still can. If you wanted to, you know, break the break the law, whatever you want to call it. But I don't give a shit i just want you to listen i want
2: you to enjoy it i don't care how you listen you guys have got what like 20 20 something 22 shows it's
0: 22 shows but there's about 30 shows up there because we've any shows there's a few shows that had left yeah and we kept their content up there so like andrew dice clay did 18 shows one season uh d snyder's up there uh, a couple of lisa ann is up there yeah so the shows that were there bruce buffer i believe but um dylan I think it's still up there, fucker. But um, although we may have taken, we may have taken his stuff down. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I have to look. But um, yeah, it's a good amount of shows. So you get a, I think it's eight thousand hours of entertainment. So fucking, we all need more shows right now to watch. I will tell you this: that, and I know you're a fan of Legion. I promise you this: Legion of Skanks will give you more laughter than any fucking show on Netflix right now. Yeah, that is for you know. Um, and my show is probably more debaucherous than anything (laughs) you're going to see on the Playboy Channel or HBO unless you're looking for actual hardcore porn. But what other show on the planet are you going to see a guy do cocaine on a podcast?
2: Dude, so this is what happened. I was hooked in with Lewis first. He's on my short list of people. It's just I got to figure that one out. He's a very hard man to get a hold of, and only recently started. Yeah, I'm, doing a, I'm shows. his
0: partner, and it's a hard. He's, I'm a hard I know
2: champion. that's and so I'm not hating. We'll get there someday. Uh, Lewis Legion of Skanks, dude. I'm I've become a a religious uh, listener, and I tell people about it. Like I love the content that you guys are producing. The fact of the matter is, there are people like myself uh, who appreciate a little bit darker sense of humor man you know uh, people that have experienced some rough shit like a few of your hosts you know we, can, we they're very relatable and you got a good thing going man because you attract your your people you know and you guys are slowly just sucking in more people that are kind of joining the squad man it's it's pretty cool to see to be honest with the you
0: sad truth, though, that I unfortunately i mean it's just kind of being silly but it's true i do believe there's a fair amount of people that don't think legion's joking <laughs> you know, that's the
2: problem. Well, they might like, not be every once in a while, but the percentage is low. It's like 8%. It's fine. Maybe a little higher,
0: but like the that's the <laughs> one. But, uh, I forgot something happened in the media after the whole Shane Gillis thing. Yeah. There was a lot of articles written up about us being an alt right network. Yes. Which is A, I'm Jewish, right? And right. half Syrian. Lee, um, Lewis is half Puerto Rican, right? We have black people, chicks, Asians, everyone's on the network, right? So yeah. hard to call us alt-right. The most popular shows on the network happen to be white people. You know, Legion is, looks mostly white and SDR and Jamie Josta, you know, they're, they're all white people. So if you're just looking at the most popular shows, you'd think we're an all-white network and right. an alt-right network too. But we're not. But when that happened, we got a bunch of new subscribers that day. Yeah, and I'm sure a bunch of them were just alt right people. Like, yeah, fuckies, <laughs> you know, we'll fuck guys, them. Let's, let's like, support the alt right. So, I mean, you as got, long as they're paying, that, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. You got their fucking eight dollars. Who gives a shit? Right? I don't care. I just think it, for sure there's a, an ample amount that
2: are like, yeah,
0: let's do this.
2: So you do the the SDR show now, but you've been kind of involved with radio stuff for a long time, right? I, I read yeah. somewhere. um did you have, was it called the tour bus? I'm, I'm sorry right. if I fucked up right. the name. That is correct. That is, you
0: did your research. Good job. Okay. I started in uh,
2: 99 uh, on a small station
0: in New Jersey called WNNJ. Yeah. Having, uh, I was a strip club DJ prior to that and through most of that time. Put a pin in that, by the way. We'll okay, come back sorry, around to yeah. that. But uh, <laughs> I, I met a guy at the strip club that was a DJ at a radio station. So I got an audition there and then ended up getting an interview with the boss and got hired, right? Yeah. and then I took my piece of shit midnight to six in the morning, $6 an hour, Saturday to Sunday shift, and then eventually turned that into getting my own uh, radio show, which was at 10 to midnight on Sundays, that I then got on the number one station in New Jersey called WDHA, that I then got syndicated onto about 100 stations around the country. Oh, shit. All within the fir- Got it from my audition to getting a syndicated radio show in six months and then built that out over the next 15 years and made that was my really my only job for the most part other than I was a strip club DJ for a while ran a restaurant for a while but my main focus was that radio show my adult life that I identified as Ralph from the tour bus forever and still to this day like I'll go see a concert like I went to see uh, Whitesnake last summer the summer before with my mom and her best friend because her best friend loved David Coverdale and I called up the people that I used to know with David and they gave me tickets and from stage, he says, Oh, we got Ralph from the tour bus in the house. And it's funny that haven't been known as that for several years, but he still knows me that way. Uh, it's just what cause that's
2: all about. That's all who I was for my whole adult life. I love it. It's so interesting to think, look, so you've just basically gotten to meet and talk to rock stars for many, many rock star
0: I've ever wanted to meet for the most part, except Axel Rose yeah. and James Hetfield. And that's really it of people I'm like, fuck, I wish, I don't know why. I've interviewed every band I've ever wanted to interview, right? But maybe not the person from the band that I wanted to interview, if that makes any sense.
2: So let me ask you this, and I'm sure you've been asked this 100 million fucking times. I'm, I don't want to know necessarily, like, who was the biggest prick, because I'm sure there's one of those. But, like, which one for you was the biggest letdown?
0: The, the biggest letdown, although it was a good story for the time, there's a band, I don't know if you're going to know them, but they were very important in my life and i think a lot of people either you fucking either know them and love them or you don't know them okay there's a band called typo negative okay yeah do you know
2: them i've i've heard a few songs by typo negative yes
0: they were like they were from brooklyn the lead singer kind of looked like me six foot five long hair monstery looking dude correct and we lived 10 blocks from each other and we were friends i don't want to say like good friends but enough i used to run rock clubs when i was a kid he was a little older than me, so his band played my club. We kind of knew each other. Yeah, familiar.
1: We
0: ran, ran into each other at a Scorpions Deep Purple concert. And we ended up talking backstage for like an hour. And I'm like, dude, you got to come do my radio show. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll come. And he was either fucking high or whatever, but we almost got into a fistfight on the air. He was giving one word answers. He threw his fucking headphones <laughs> and then we started to almost cry. It was crazy. Yeah. But like he it was the wrong narrative for him because he's a good guy. And at the time, it it just fucking gave a fucked up narrative to him because he wasn't that person just having a bad day or whatever. Right. So that was the biggest letdown. Pete, Pete Steele is his name. And uh, we had become we made up after that. But regardless, it was a very the guy is was like my height, but big, like really muscular. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get my fucking ass kicked. (laughs) On the air, yeah. live in Jersey. And then my program director got mad at me because he cursed on the air. And it was like a whole big fucking thing. That was the biggest letdown. And it was from a guy that it shouldn't have happened to. You know, right. For sure, that was the biggest letdown. Um, I'll tell you, the biggest prick at the time, and then he apologized what, after the fact, was the the when Rat reunited. Rat was a big band in the 80s. I don't know how old you are, but they had a, a plethora of hits. Okay. and. They reunited and put out an album in in 2000 and they came on the show and performed live. And it was like a big fucking deal. And the singer was such a douchebag. He wouldn't like, I asked him to do an ID, which is like, you know, Hey, this is Stephen Piercy and you're listening to the tour. He wouldn't do it. Right. And he was fucking it up. And even the band was looking and at one point, I kind of said, Hey, do you want to do this without being an asshole? And the whole <laughs> band was like, what? <laughs> and he, uh, he did it. And it was like a weird moment. And then they left. And then two days later, I went to go see them because I still love the band. Right, right. It was it's just a bad to... moment. <laughs> yeah. And then he invited me on the tour bus and apologized. He said I was having a bad day. I'm sorry. Yeah. But for that moment in time on radio, it was it was awful. Oh, We're that should have
2: like... been left into the stinger, Ralph. It should have been. Like, you want to do that without being yeah. an asshole? And he'd be like, yeah. "This is Pete. Thank you for listening." To fucking
0: yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. if, I, if we could have at the time, we couldn't. We didn't have that ability, but that would have been. As again, also, it's, unfortunately, it was pretty new in my radio career. I'd only be doing the, the show for about a year. If it was five years in and that happened, I would have done that. You know, but I was also, you know, it's an interesting dynamic that when you are on the uptick mm-hmm. of doing interviews and shit, you want to ask the ballsy questions and be the, the, the outlier rebel guy. Yeah. But if you do that, you're very well aware that, okay, this publicist, is never going to let me have a band again.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not going to happen. And they might not let you release whatever the fuck you just said. Like, yeah. there's a slight no. chance.
0: <laughs> like, uh, and so you always you have to ride the wave of trying to be a little edgy, but not that edgy, and trying to do the right thing. I interviewed Sammy Hagar once. This is the first time I interviewed Sammy Hagar. Right. Uh, of, of Van Halen. I'm not saying it to be. Um,
2: I am. I'm 33. I'm 33 years old, and I'm a fan of uh, rock music. Go on. Okay.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> I get to interview Sammy Hagar. I'm walking in, and the publicist says to me, you got 20 minutes. I said, okay, no problem. Go and sit down. We're at, like, minute 18. So I'm like, all right, uh, Sammy, thank you so much. I know we don't have a lot of time. But they want to wrap it up with you. And he goes, no, no, man, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. So let's just keep going. I said, you sure? And he looks at the um, publicist. He goes, yeah, we keep going, right? And the publicist goes, yeah, okay. So we go another 10 minutes, right? Right. And wrap it up. I was like, "Oh man, it's really great." Me, I was doing any time, blah, blah blah. And as I'm walking out, Publis says, "Hi, good, fo- nice meeting you, Sammy." Here, Publis is let me walk you out, walks me out, and goes, "Dude, I told you 20 minutes." I said, "Yeah," but Sammy said, "I because I don't give a fuck what Sammy said." Now I'm late the rest of the day oh, because shit. of you and your fucking extra 10 minutes. I told you you had 20 minutes. You're never getting any of my clients again. Oh, All right. And I understood it from his perspective when he put it that way. Yeah, you don't think about it. I'm one of. Fifty interviews and now because we went long the rest of his day is fucked up
2: i get that i mean but if you're on the up and up you need to have that kind of respect but dude you got to talk to sammy hagar for an extra 10 minutes
0: fuck well, off but then i didn't get to interview him again for years because of that
2: was it worth you know it what? did you at least ask good questions or was it some silly uh, shit?
0: funny the next time i got him was uh, we joked about it because yeah. he uh, just we talked about it but uh, and that was that i was hosting a festival in texas it's been um, a while sammy how you been <laughs> yeah, yeah hey man you look, you look different, you know. But uh, you know, things like that will always happen. It just, it's part of it's. You have to roll with it, and you can never like what happened with us last week. The shit died. Shit happens. It's not about what happens. It's about how you react to what happens. Right,
2: dude. That's the shit's always gonna happen. That's what killed me so much, man. Like I said, I know you guys are dealing. I, I'm so. Uh, last week, I should have had a backup plan. That that was the long and the short of it. And I think you guys now with having to deal with doing remotes because mm-hmm. you guys have had you you're, you have a beautiful studio with state of the art equipment and you produce very good content but you guys have had to kind of deal with figuring it out and I'm sure you guys used to do it from your apartment so you know how to do you know local recording and shit like that but you guys haven't really done a lot of remotes
0: no in the past. it's been, it's been so. a real uh the the Thursday before the Sundays the, the, so on Thursday, two weeks ago, Mario, uh, not Mario Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, right? Yeah. Or what's the name? Cuomo, whatever the fuck. Andrew- Governor Cuomo.
2: Natalie Cuomo?
0: Right, we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> so he, he announced <laughs> it went from 25% of your staff could be at the office to zero. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and that starts Monday. So I call up. Uh, we have a Slack channel for all the producers and stuff. And I said, all right, everybody, we have to meet tomorrow and figure out how 22 shows are going to continue come Monday? Yeah, because we have no, we don't know how we're doing this. So it was like we went to the studio, we looked at how many mics we had, how many laptops we had, cameras we had, and then we got all the producers, all the hosts on the on the phones, and figured out what would go where, so that everybody could continue and still. Not everybody has to like Zach on um. Real ass podcast still doesn't have the right microphone. You gotta get him
2: a him. microphone, Ralph. I, yeah. fuck, I got an extra one here. I might send it to you. I love yeah, that show. The and that we
0: ordered, which is fucked up. Also, like we <laughs> use the, the, for the remotes, we use those Logitech C920s. Yes. When we bought them years ago, it was two for a hundred. Now, because they know everyone's buying them for this Zooms and shit, God. they're $300 each, these motherfuckers. Can you, you
2: imagine know? It's crazy. how many shitty shows are starting right now? I don't mean to shit on people. Keep trying, guys. Get out there and get your hands dirty. But the boredom podcasts that are starting right now, oh, for sure. they're going to last for a month. <laughs> they will all stop uh
0: the second that they're out so who cares actually you know, all- it
2: sucks you should pick up a lot of those uh used fucking microphones that's what i always make the joke when i see people that are brand new posting their fucking their super expensive roadcaster shit i'm <laughs> like i'm gonna holler at you in six months i'm gonna offer you half what you paid for that <laughs> you know
0: i ran a re- uh, a restaurant for five years and uh here in the city and by the cooking school for a little bit i love i love that business but not to work in it but i do i'm fascinated by it but one of the tricks that, well, not the tricks, but like the inside jokes of the restaurant business is restaurants fail more, I think, than any yeah, other business. Every single day. It's yeah. not I a good read market. It, 60% fail within the first year. And then the of the remaining 40%, I think it's 90% of them won't be open in five years. Right. Okay. So it's right. a tremendously high failure rate.
2: Very short sighted business.
0: Chefs always tell people, oh, you got to get the best uh, burners, the best salamanders, the best everything. Because they know they're going to buy it for pennies on the dollar in six months.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, buy all that shit. Can you need to you, get that range. You need to get that salamander. At, yeah. at least you guys are familiar with podcasting. So you kind of figured it out, the, the software and the microphone situation. What's been particularly amusing to me, and maybe you can appreciate this, is watching all these other cocksuckers try to figure it out. Like the news people and the late night oh, show. Yeah, it's
0: great. Yeah, it's really Just, fascinating. What it really has been <laughs> the most impressive, to the most uh, eye opening to me, is the un- inability to talk to no one. Right. So meaning, like watching the late night hosts. When you're in radio, which I did for 20 years, you're talking to no one. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you're, you're in your mind. In my first radio job, they put a, a photo of the. They call it a P1, like your most popular listener. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy in his like late 30s with kind of a mullet hairdo in a jean jacket. It was right in front of you. He said, that's your audience. That's who you're talking to. Right? So you put, get in that mindset. But you do hours of radio where you're, you're in alone in, in a dark room by yourself. And you have to make it sound fun and conversational. Right. And I watched like Jimmy Kimmel. And or Kimmel's probably doing it the best out of the three of them. But Fallon's having a really hard time. <laughs> Uh, the first episode with um, Colbert was a disaster. Right? right. And none of their equipment works. Mm-hmm. You know, like they go to fire audio. It's not working. And I like, these companies have fucking millions of dollars and they can't figure this out It's amazing. Just like every time I'm at Sirius XM, you know, to do a show. There's always studio problems. I'm like, you guys have the same problems
2: as us, but you're a billion-dollar company. How is that possible? You should should probably have somebody to fix that, guys. Yeah, you guys don't have somebody? (laughs) I'll get my guy. Yeah, it's fine. So I know... uh with being the, the boss, I'm, I'm particularly saddened. Uh, I know recently you guys had to call off Skankfest for a few months. And uh, yeah. I know that sucks, eating that dick, man. But at the same time, you guys were building so much momentum. How many tickets did you have left? Can you tell me that? like? I mean, it was less than 100 Ralph, you know what I'm saying? Like, It sucks, but at the same time, you're going to get six to eight more months of publicity out of this. And I'm sure yeah, not a lot of those people are getting full refunds. A lot of those people... You know, was I going to say
0: something bizarre? I, don't, I shouldn't be saying this, but who the fuck cares? It's just so weird.
2: This isn't we going to come out for many months. You can speak. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a. There was a decent amount of refunds, and I
2: understand that. That's fine, yeah. right? I mean, it's not, it's not a... You'll sell well, that. Sure. You're going to sell those tickets. It's sure fine.
0: But yeah. So the way a refund, we you know we use Shopify as our platform for mm-hmm. the uh, purchasing of tickets, yeah. uh, or Stripe. I forget which one it is that we're actually because we have a couple of different sites, but wherever wherever we're processing it from, and um, the amount of people, so Skankfest at the time of taping this was mm-hmm.
1: not that mm-hmm. long.
0: You know, while no. we're taping this, and of the people that needed refunds, twenty five or thirty out of, I think it's like a hundred that are asked for refunds, mm-hmm. right? Out of the, whatever the few thousand we sold, um, their credit card is no longer the same credit card. So that to me is an alarmingly high percentage. The problem with that, there's like, it's like 30% of your returns, right? Is that you cannot refund that money to a different credit card. It's fraud, right? So we're having an issue on how to get them their money back. Cause I can't, how many people lose to get a new, not, not a new card number. Like the different credit card, different fucking company. Okay, wait. I don't know how how many how that many people had that happen.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Skank fans, right? Of course. Let's assume they're stolen credit cards. I would say probably- <laughs> <laughs> that probably. I mean, it's too high of a percentage. Maybe and parents. That- there might be a few parents like they snuck the credit card out their mama's it purse. It, it could be that too. But- it's,
0: just, it's an amazingly high. It's an alarmingly high. Per- yeah. I've had the same credit card. <laughs> From 1997, so yeah. like
2: over 30 years. I have the, the number memorized. If I need it, yeah, you know, so, yeah it's too. fine. But I mean, to get
0: 20% of your returns, don't have the same credit card anymore is fucking crazy. Something's going
2: on. I'm gonna chalk at least 10 of that up to just blatant credit card uh, yeah, I'm fraud. I'm sure it is.
0: <laughs> so the only <laughs> thing we can do is we give them a gift card, and then they can use it. I, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I don't know what to do. I feel bad, but I mean, like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. It's you, fraud. We can't. I can't. What am I going to mail you cash? You should send him a Wawa gift
2: card. I think Big yeah. J Okerson would yeah. approve that.
0: That's probably true, I don't for, know, but that still, we'd have to buy that because we can't get the money back.
2: Nah, fuck. You're right. Good luck with that, man. I, I think <laughs> it, it's it's funny that you guys. You know, I know that was going to be a big show. I tried so goddamn hard to get it. This is. I'm going to pull back my curtain. I'll probably cut this out. Mm-hmm. But because of the toilet paper epidemic, I made enough money to pay for Skankfest Fest tickets. But Skankfest didn't fucking happen because of the toilet paper epidemic. Well, <laughs>
0: technically, you still could uh, use them for September.
2: I know, and I'm not. That thought is not lost on me, and. You know, you're, you're not a married man, so I don't know if you'll understand how much it sucks <laughs> to, to, to have it sometimes. My wife's 40th birthday is this coming January, and coming up with enough money to do something nice for that is going to be kind of hard to do both. So right. it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I know you guys are going to kill it, and I know that uh, it's going to be something to be talked about, and everyone after that's going to be even crazier. So I'm watching yeah. it happen right in front of me, man.
0: Yeah, it's very true. But Meanwhile, you said uh, before we started taping, Uh, That you were going to shit on me a little bit at the top of the show. What happened? I didn't really get any shitting on me.
2: I said, Jolly Jew Giant. Oh, that's nothing. I called you a fucking Jew. I mean, I guess I could have said the fucking Jew Giant, huh?
0: It's all right. I mean, that's supposed to be a lot worse than that. That's really nothing.
2: (laughs) I try to be nice. I mean, you're my guest. I'm not going to hit you too hard. I don't fucking know you, man. So (laughs) uh, I did want to ask you one thing with this. uh, I'm going to jump through your jobs right quick question for each with the, the, the cooking. Do you enjoy cooking now? Like, is that a sign? I love to cook. If you watch my Instagram, uh, it's all, especially now, Yeah, it's all me
0: making different things. And a few of the jobs I've had in my life, I realized I like the task of it. I don't like to do the business. So for instance, I'm very good in restaurants. The, I worked at a restaurant for four years, five years, four and a half. And when I worked, it was the most profitable They ever were with the lowest expenses so the highest gross and the lowest expenses in those in the years i was there and then um i helped start a company here in new york there's um 97 locations now i helped them go
2: from god damn ralph (laughs)
0: two locations to 30 with me and then i left because i don't like the business but i enjoy uh cooking and stuff so i love to cook and stuff like that same thing with um technology i've always been a big fan of tech and um i build my own computers i think i i've I've said this a month but when i was 14 15 i was wanted by the fbi for computer hacking as a kid (laughs) i had heard the rumor yeah so all that shit. i love tech and for a while i was doing tech support uh in my 20s and what i came to realize is i don't like doing it for other people i'll like building my own computers like gas digital studios i figured out how to get everything working i enjoyed that today i did something so stupid but it was like just a goal of mine. I don't even know what I'm going to use it for. But I figured out how to the 360 avatar in VR, huh? right? A VR 360 avatar of me streaming to Zoom so that you could have a conversation with me. But me is my avatar in the quest <laughs> while I'm walking around and stuff and talking to you. And I can like bring up your video and see you. It's pretty wild. It's pretty sweet. I don't know what I'd use it for, but I it just fun that I could do that. I like figuring that shit out. When I was doing it for other people, yeah. I fucking hated it. Like the day <laughs> I quit was I was working for this um, restaurant that was open till like three, four in the morning. And they call me at 2.30 and they say, We cannot Z out, which is a term for like, you know, closing the checks. At the the right, night. right. We can't close the up. Print, yeah, because the printer's out, it's down, it's not working. They woke me up and I said, Listen, I'm going to come, but if it's a stupid answer, I'm quitting. And they said, We've tried everything. Okay. I get up, I take a taxi uptown, walk in. I was in my fucking pajamas. Because
2: right. you, you knew it was going to be something stupid, Ralph. You were I just ready to quit in, your job.
0: Yeah, I looked <laughs> at the guy in the face. I didn't even look at the printer. I just plugged it in the wall, and I went home.
2: It was unplugged. It's time to move on, guy.
0: Yeah, and that was the day I quit,
2: and I never stopped. I never looked back <laughs> at that again. It's got to be frustrating, man. Like, I like people, but I like helping people more than I like talking to people. It just kind of is what it is, because sometimes people are fucking stupid. Um, most of the time with the restaurant thing and cooking, it, what is your favorite thing to cook Ralph? Like what? You I, know,
0: what's funny. I like to always find things that I've never made before. Yeah. I like to try and like, there's a thing I made this past in this last month or so that I was really fascinated. It was like a, um, an idea that I had seen a little bit of somewhere online. I was like, let me fucking try this. And it was uh, pork Wellington, which is Wrapping a 10 month of pork uh-huh. split with apples in the middle, dried apples in the middle wrapped in prosciutto with mustard and then wrapped in pastry and baked and you slice it and it was fucking heaven yeah that sounds wonderful it was so good and then i'll also like i'm not vegan but i've been experimenting with a lot of vegan meals trying to get more veggies in my life so i made some really good like garlic sesame uh broccoli and tofu and then i've been making that stupid uh, it's a trending thing right now on on tiktok it's called the uh dalgona coffee you know what that is Mm -mm, tell me people should look it up it's just It's so stupid, but it's two tablespoons each, hot water, instant coffee, granulated sugar. Two tablespoons each. Very simple recipe. Oh, that's what's happening. Then you just whip the shit out of it, ideally with an electric mixer, for like four minutes, five minutes. It'll change color and texture to become like a pudding. And then you spoon it over milk and then mix it all together. And it is the creamiest tasting thing you've ever had in your life. It's
2: great. My wife uh, was a pastry chef at the Peabody Hotel for like 10 years, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her about that when we get off here. I'm probably going to listen back, and we might have to do yeah,
0: that. Yeah, to coffee. It's really fun to make, and it's a yeah. very Instagrammable photo. It's a fun thing to do.
2: Shit. I we just get we just get kicks making cool shit. That's the thing. We make pretzels and dumb shit when we're stuck in the house. So that's what we've that's been doing. Cool. I understand it. That's what I was gonna ask. Like when I met your favorite thing, like just something that you've probably made a million times that you oh, yeah, for me, I humble so when brag I'm cooking, that you make the best. <laughs>
0: when I'm cooking for myself, yeah, it's a lot more slapped together than if I'm cooking for other people. Yeah. The yeah. recipe for myself that I make all the time, that is just so fucking delicious that I will tell you It's probably the best tasting steak you'll ever gonna have.
2: Okay.
0: It's gotta be skirt steak. Ooh. Okay. My favorite cut. Low fat. And then you take a lime juice, a whole lime, two tablespoons of lime juice. Okay. And a good heaping, like tablespoon of chopped garlic. Mix it all together to paste. Wrap as much of it around the, uh, you know, massage it into the, meat, yeah, and let it sit at room temperature for about 15 minutes. That's what The lime juice will break down the connective tissue of the skirt steak. Then you just grill it on a super hot grill, depending on the thickness of your skirt steak, maybe two minutes per side, a little more, a little less than how thick your skirt steak is, and then always cut skirt steak against the grain. Correct. Other steaks you want to cut with the grain, but skirt against. And I promise you, it's the most delicious steak you've ever had.
2: I'm going to ask a dumb question just because I am no uh, professor of the uh, the culinary arts. I could probably get a flank steak. Is that similar to a skirt steak? It's
0: similar, but it's not the same texture. You get okay. a, Skirt steaks are more popular now. It's a different piece of the – it's a, It's the same
2: muscle. Yeah.
0: It's a diaphragm. I know it was in, in
2: the, the same neighborhood. I just wasn't sure yeah, if it was it's, like it's next It's a very door. different
0: <laughs> texture. Uh, flank does better on longer cooked. And skirt does better on shorter cook. I see. So, so just get it. Um, warm I would say that it's a, you, you can get a skirt today. You'll find it at any good market.
2: Not right now. Uh, there's no goddamn right beef. Right you you got to wait a month. I will say this. You asked me earlier if there's been a lot of changes. One of the worst changes is there's no fucking beef. Like You got to go uh, early in the morning after all the old people get to go shopping. And then you got to just get in there and get it. Because by the end of the day, that shit is gone, bro. Yeah. And
0: not, and see, it's funny is that here in New York, there's a term called a bodega. Corner store. The bodegas are probably twenty five percent more expensive yeah. than
2: going to a regular market. So it's like a gas station, but they sell real yeah. food.
0: But there's a couple of bigger bodegas and you go into they they have everything because nobody, even in a time of crisis, people are like, Well, fuck it. I'm not spending twenty percent more on milk. You know, so <laughs> you go there and they have and there's nobody shopping.
2: Yeah. And they have everything you want. It's crazy. I tell you what, see, I could get down with that here in like the the podunk towns. Uh, we have Walmart, right? Everybody goes to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days ago, they put it to where there was only one customer allowed per thousand square feet of building. So at mm-hmm. max, we're talking only supposed to allow 100 to 200 people in a Walmart. Now, that's awesome if you're in the Walmart and you're like, look at this shit. There's nobody fucking in here. But the line wrapped around the fucking building, man. That's where I think it's all going to go down. Like, I think when those worlds collide between the guy who just got paid and needs fucking something to eat and needs to buy groceries for his old mom versus the dipshit that's just there to buy fucking, you know, candles and CDs and dumb shit, somebody's going to get stabbed in that parking lot. Like, it's going to happen.
0: (laughs) I want to show you on a completely different subject. I don't know if this is going to come off on the air, but I'm going to show you a text I just got from Jay Oakerson. Let's see if you can read this. They see the big Jokers. They just texted me, right? Yes, sir. And you read. Hold on, uh, Say, so,
2: does your know. mom have fake? Does your mom have fake titties?
0: And I wrote yes. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: That's the text that
0: I just get from Jay, Just so you know,
2: it's the kind of shit you get on a daily basis. See, I talk about fucking my buddy's mom. usually the time. I was like, hey, how's she doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, my mom. My mom was a hot mom. All my friends wanted to fuck my mom in, in high school.
2: Yeah, I've seen Virginia. a few of those kids grow up. They don't, sometimes they don't turn out so well. It's just a lot. I did have one other thing just real quick with the strip club DJ thing. Uh, yeah. what would you say is the best strip club DJ song? There's a few that are long, like I've heard stranglehold and shit like that, like extra long songs for getting lap dances. Like, what do you think would you say is the best strip club song? Like either to get action or, or like the longest one that like you would recommend to people. Well,
0: here's what's funny about that. So hold on a second. Or tip in
2: the DJ, you know?
0: So here's what's weird. In any respectable strip club that I, I worked at only, not to sound like a douchebag because it's such a, an odd brag, but only at like really high-end clubs, they don't really exist anymore. Right. The um, gentlemen's clubs, now they're titty bars, but the gentlemen's clubs that were 25 $30 to get into in the early 90s, that's a fucking lot of money now still. Yeah. You know, but in like 92, you wanted to get into Pure Platinum it was 25 bucks to get in, you know? It's
2: like a monthly porno subscription now. Yeah.
0: Right, exactly. And table dads were 20 bucks a pop. They're still 20 bucks a pop now 20 years later, you know? So my clubs, every one of them, if I played a song longer than 3 minutes and 30 seconds, yeah. I would get fired. Oh shit. No. So, <laughs> The song itself didn't have to be three minutes, thirty seconds, but I had to cut it. Yeah, that's three, it. 30. It was so deeply ingrained in my skull. I used to work so much, I was working doubles and I, I used to make crazy money then. But one night I was sleeping and I woke up at four oh five in the morning. I looked at my digital clock and I thought it was the CD player showing me that it was four minutes and five seconds into the song and I went to eject yeah, yeah. the CD, and knock my clock off the radio, off the, like off the uh, end table. Because if a, a, sometimes a manager would just walk into the booth and look, and if it was four minutes, you were, you were going home. That's
2: yeah. it. I understand were, that from the business point of view, because that's my point is that's a good deal is you get stranglehold at a strip club. It's like, like yeah. an eight-minute goddamn song. That
0: <laughs> yeah, would never happen. And I got a David. It's 26 minutes long, but that yeah. would never happen when I was working because I would even cut it shorter because in my head – if I get three-minute songs, on average, it was about 25 songs an hour. I think that's right, 20 songs an hour. Um, and that would mean that much more money for the girls because at the end of a 10-hour shift, that could be as much as another 100 songs, right? So that could make them a lot more money throughout the night, It's just
2: that many more songs to make that $20, Shit. right? I think my so, songs would have gone down to three minutes and 15 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine were all three minutes, three or five. That's know? what I'm saying. Sometimes even less. We're starting to talk money now. The girls, the club itself and the girls would all generally make about 30% more when I was working because of the song choice and the, the, the turnover of songs and the energy, whatever the fuck, to the point where I used to get flown around the country to train other DJs on how to be better strip club DJ.
2: I bet your and fucking have, music brain works so well, Ralph. Like, that's the thing is... It used,
0: to. it used to work much better, but yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> it's, you know, it starts to get a little cobweb. You got to dust that motherfucker off once in a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was used to be so... Not only, like, this before there was such a thing as, like, Shazam, and even, like, you couldn't really Google song lyrics, you know, in the 90s, yeah. but I could tell you a song of any genre, almost, like, within three seconds, regardless of the genre... I knew what song it was immediately. Friends would call me up and go, what's that song that's like, boop, 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 boop. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, whatever. And I would know that, but it doesn't work that way. I mean, I'm fucking old, you know, so, but in my 30s, absolutely. So to me, and also, by the way, and I'm sorry to go off on such a tangent on strip clubs, but I would fight with the girls when I would get there and explain to them, listen, I know you want to hear, this is in 92, 93. You don't know Um, what the
2: fuck you're talking about, ladies. I'm controlling the goddamn flow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I would say, give it my way for two nights, and if it doesn't work, I promise you I'll play whatever you want going forward. Yeah. But not only have to play what I want, you have to act like you like it, even if you hate it, because I'm playing for the customer,
2: not for you. That's what's so, up. you got to make them pull that money out, man. Right. you got so to control that
0: along. He sees a hot girl singing to an ACDC song. He'd be like, "Holy fuck! This girl and I have music in common. I'm yep. going to give her a hundred dollars."
2: That's it. And sometimes you could probably control the ladies even with the music. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. if you're playing the stuff, then you know like what their asset is. You know, you learn how to kind of control them and make them Absolutely. find that right groove. You know what I'm saying? And it's also
0: about that ebb and flow. You can't play high energy music for five hours straight. No. Everyone's going to be fucking exhausted. Yeah. So it's a figuring out that way to keep it just at the crest and bring it back just at the crest and bringing it back, and you keep people there far
2: fucking longer. Right, and then you play cashmere, and everybody pulls <laughs> their money out for a moment. You gotta take it up.
0: <laughs> that so, was the other thing, you couldn't play songs, any rock song that everyone knows backwards and forwards from beginning to end, you couldn't play, because you're cutting it at three minutes, they're gonna know you're fucking cutting it. That's true, you know? too. So yeah, you'd yeah. play remixes, or you'd play different songs from bands that they know, and things like that, to make that transition. It was, it was a wild time. There was a time, dude. I was making two thousand dollars a night in cash. Twenty three, just tips and then from all the shit. No, I bought money. my apartment. You know, what I mean, it's like it was fucking. I was working. Five, <laughs> I remember one day, I worked three days in a row, twelve hour shifts. You know, but it's really it's fifteen hours because you had to get there now before it opened, and then they, the club wouldn't officially close till an hour after it closed. Yeah. Then you had to yep. wait and get tipped out from every fucking girl, and then they'd have a meeting, and then I'd have to drive home. So it was fucking fifteen hours, but. I worked three 15-hour shifts back to back, and then I was off that Saturday and I looked and I made 6,200 dollars. I'm like, oh my God, why am I not happy? Because I was miserable there. Yeah. I was having sex with gorgeous girls, and I was making crazy money, but I was fucking miserable, and that was the day I decided I need to start getting out of this business. If I'm not happy with this money and these girls, I'm
2: never going to be happy. right. This so is I, I started best, to transition the best out. thing you could look for, man. <laughs> so this is you just start looking elsewhere. Well, um, I, I had a couple more things. I'm so sorry, man. It's uh, uh, I know you only wanted to go probably about an hour. Or That's something. fine. Good. I think it's fine. I'm I, here. So, okay, you've worked as an old school radio personality. Like you've had to probably stay in some rules and guidelines and stuff. So, what is it like now, coming from that school of thought and having the show like SDR show? I listened to you interview. Uh, oh fuck, the porno chick. She was just uh, the last. Kendra and uh, it's. can you imagine if you were to talk to let's say 20 year old you or whenever you, you first kind of got around into the radio stuff like talking and going listen kid I know it sucks that you're going to have to deal with some of these things and cut everything but just know like one day you're going to get to ask this chick about her butthole like on camera it's fine yeah, uh-huh. and it's not going to be weird like you're going to get paid to do it and you're going to have a good fucking time
0: <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because I think about so to me While it's fun, you know, and it's crazy. And that's what we try to always think on SDR. What can we do to take
2: it to the next level? I've had some highlights, man. We definitely
0: have, you know, we're running out of things to up the ante with at this point. But um, I've come up with two new ideas I'm excited about. Whenever we come up with a new debaucherous, disgusting game we can play, it always excites me. But there's nothing like live radio. There was a point in time where my show was live on about 25 stations. And then the other 50 or so, aired it on delay, like, the next week. But we were live from, you know, New York out to L.A., across the country, twenty twenty-five. I forget exactly how many. We are talking a long time ago, but a bunch of stations live, yes. right? With no delay. So that means if someone curses, it is going out on the air.
2: Correct. Right.
0: <laughs> and if a band, you know, you had... The band was supposed to show up at a certain time, and you could only interview them between this time and this time because radio was super strict. Right. And also... If the show was was uh, four hours, so eight, it was uh, eight to midnight, right? So the hour had to end at the hour. So eight yeah. to nine cut is eight to nine, right? You can't continue talking. If a song's playing, you got to fucking cut that song because you have to play the ID legally from the FCC mm-hmm. within 20 seconds, give or take 10 seconds of either side of that hour, okay? So I had to map out every song before every show, figuring out how long our mic breaks would roughly be give or take, and then talk longer or shorter as the hour went by in all four hours. Right. Right. And there's no do overs and everything's live. Everything's one take. You can't curse. And it was crazy. There were times where things would break in the studio and in between songs, I'd be under the fucking board (laughs) with a screwdriver. Duct tape and shit shit, together. And, There, then it was, and it was a big audience, and there was no do overs, and you would get fired, yeah. if something happened. And you did that, that for a energy, long time, right? Twenty years, twenty years. Fuck, um, man, that's so. Crazy. And um, you can't do anything over. You can't, and there's no redos. So, and a band shows up late, and that fucks up everything. Yeah, you know. So I used to tell the band they have to be there by eight, even though they weren't going on until eight forty five, right? Just because there would be time to get them in there, have something to eat, get a drink, whatever. And they come at 845 and stayed on 930. That was generally how we would do it. Sometimes they could stay later, but we could only talk a certain amount. You can only talk for, even though I was interviewing fucking Ozzy, it's a three-minute three talk.
2: Yeah, and That's be happy it. with it. That's all you're going to fucking get. Yeah, Make, exactly. make it count.
0: So <laughs> that energy you cannot get on a podcast. You can edit and post. You don't care if you curse. Who cares what happens? Who cares what you say? You could take that out later. Oh, there was dead air there. We'll fix that. There is none of that, okay? So that energy will never be replaced. Correct. What you replace it with is doing things that excite you that you know you can never get away with. I feel like we're kids in a candy store. Yeah. The other thing that was a big jump for me, which you could tell by the uh, elaborate stories I'm telling here, is that in radio, one break, one thought, one minute to three minutes, depending on the break, and that's it. You do not get to extrapolate. You have a story... The story is I went and bought milk. That's it. You can't tell the 20-minute the version of that story. You have to make it funny in a minute or entertaining in a minute. And I would be saying things off air sometimes, figuring out how I could truncate a story. When we first started SDR, look back on those first dozen or so shows. Those shows were an hour. And I mean an hour. Razor. Exactly. Yeah, razor sharp. 20 <laughs> seconds, right? And I would talk very little. Because I was in that mindset. Jay would be more verbose. He's used to using more words for comedy and whatnot. And then as we went on, I started to allow allow myself to, A, if a show's going good, go 110, go 115. Yeah. If a show's not going good, end it at 55, 50 sec. Who cares, right? So that was the biggest transition for me. The same thing within radio. When I was doing strip club DJing, it's a very different voice. It's a very high energy hey blah, 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 like loud in your face radio talk obnoxious i mean uh, strip club <laughs> talk, yeah. and then yeah. radio is conversational i'm talking to the guy in front of me i'm talking to you just like at podcasting is even more conversational because radio is fake conversational because there's no one you're having a conversation with so just, it was just that those are three different ways to talk that are all different than when you're talking on the phone with your mom or whatever the fuck you do and your wife it's very different you have to learn those skill sets and the best podcasters, the best radio guys, and the best strip club guys, they all make it look easy, and it's not fucking easy.
2: No, that's the one thing I've learned from all this. And also, most DJs are kind of trollish. Like, I, you remember the first time, like when you were a kid, you saw your first DJ? Like, you heard him for years and years, and then the first time you laid eyes on him, you were like, that's not what I thought. <laughs>
0: right, 100%. I remember, I mean, this is back, I used to be a cool looking dude, you know, in my 30s, long hair, in shape. And I remember this band said to me, was, I forget which band it was, but there was a guy in, in Manhattan that had a much more popular show than me at the time, and his show was much bigger. And they said, "Well, he, he's the guy you go because you want to. You're the guy I'm going to go have a beer with afterwards." Right. You know, so that was like, "That's cool," you know. But uh, that's how I became friends with a lot of those guys back then because we would. There was a time. It's not it's again not a great brag, but we'll go back to like in the years of the. 99 to like 2005 was the big point for radio. Radio started to. It was big. Off that was around. satellite
2: radio when all
0: that shit kind of happened. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. So that was when radio was really big. And there was a time where, like, I, my phone would ring or I'd get a text message. It'd be Tommy Lee. Then it would be a slash or it would be like, I'm in town. What are you doing? Kind of calls. I was like, holy shit, man. I can't. If this was
2: yeah. me, I'm not doing anything. What the fuck are we yeah. doing? <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, I, but it's like one time I was sitting with uh, a friend of mine and she's a, somewhat famous actress uh her name is jennifer esposito she's been in a ton of movies and shit she's one of my best friends forever and we were sitting at a restaurant this is not that long ago and just by chance three back-to-back calls came in it was d snyder andrew dice clay and then i forget if the third was like another comic i forget who the fuck it was but she says because who the fuck are you right now like why is that happening but it was all because they're working on shows on my network you know what i mean but it just looked funny that all three of them came in one at the other.
2: I'm a badass, obviously, lady. Dude, Settle But down. again, it's,
0: it's not really a brag to get an Andrew Dice Clay call right. in 2019. <laughs> you know? I think it was like when, when and Tommy Lee is texting me in 2005, it's not 1987. Right. You know? So it'd be a different story if it was 18 years ago. It's still cool to me, but most people are like, oh, that that's funny, as opposed to holy shit. Now it would be like, oh, my God, look, it's Justin Bieber calling me or... Or what's her name? Cardi B just called me. Yeah, but that's
2: not happening. Yeah, I don't even know who the fuck that is. What does she do? Is She a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the the thing, man. Like I uh, I haven't gotten around to SDR until recently. I checked out a few episodes. I did the latest one with Kendra Sunderland Sutherland. Yeah, and when then I read w- my text messages to her on the air. It was it was uh, not bad, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ it's funny because it ranges like it's the SDR show, sex, drugs and rock and roll. But you guys, you, you talk about that. You talk, you talk to comedians. The one I went back to the first one I could get, you know, because there's only a few available to download just out in public. And uh, it was with Steven Lynch. And I thought yeah. that was fucking crazy. I heard that time machine song. I almost wrecked my fucking car. That was great. Yeah. I didn't even know he was still around Ralph. So, yeah. like, so
0: the funny thing about SDR is that I purposefully want that to be what we're about, where yeah. we, Find cool people to do cool things. You know, like I look at it, my, I, not, not a, a big sh- surprise here, but one of my idols in radio growing up, of course, was Howard Stern, right? Yes. It is a weird thing. That when you're doing radio, that's a little raunchy and dirty,
2: you automatically get compared to Howard Stern. You have a very stern-like voice, Ralph. I don't yeah, know, sure. and I'm I sure you, I don't know day. if you <laughs> put it on <laughs> or if it's just you've developed it. But it's a lot of those other New York comics. I'll, to make a point, like Rich Voss, Jackie Martling, they all kind of sound the same. Bobby Kelly on a, The Right mm-hmm. Day. Everybody kind of sounds the same, so I get it, yeah. and um, <laughs> it's not a bad thing.
0: What I loved about Howard growing up is you didn't know. Am I going to get to this morning? Is this going to be a fucking Sabian coming girl crazy show? Or is fucking uh, ACDC going to come in and perform live? Like, you, Or was it going to be a really funny show with a comic? You never knew what was going to happen on that show every day. And that's what kept making you come back. So that I purposefully, unless I cannot avoid it, will never put two rock stars on back to back, two comics back to no. back. If you look at the shows, it's always a rock star, then a comic, then a stripper, then maybe a stunt show, then Mark Cuban or whoever, you know, like it's just, it's all these different, it's always something different the following week, because that's what I want the narrative of SDR to be. Yes, we still get crazy and do things that, I don't think anyone's ever done on rate in, in podcasting. I don't think yeah, you've had some, people have some
2: done crazy clothes jobs on the air. Didn't you say some chick peed in y'all's mouths? Like it's you Go guys have had some, some escapades. I had a couple here that I was gonna just ask or recommend and one of them actually Jay said on the episode today, so I scratched it out, but it was uh you know, have pictures of women and then have pictures of their vaginas and see if you guys could figure out which one was which just by matching them to the right. thing.
1: The one I
0: wanted,
2: we're going to do that with assholes. That's why uh, I heard it, it. And I go, oh, that's shit, that's the same idea. So the, yeah. we're on the, the same The one I'm page. doing,
0: the next one, <laughs> if I did this on a boat, I host this thing called Shiprocked every year. And we did it as a joke for an SDR thing, like a bonus material thing. And I forgot about it. It was a stupid idea I had five years ago. And I was like, oh, we never did it on the show. We should do that on the show where we get a glory hole. Yes. Guys put their dicks through. And we have a cup with some sort of substance in it through the hole so okay. it could be jello could be pudding could be rice whatever the fuck it is yeah and you have to identify it just by putting your dick in because you're not going to see it
2: oh i'm on that all day
0: yeah be the grand champion the problem. no problem yeah it's a funny idea
2: so i know you guys have had things like blowjob contests and stuff and i'm going to ask this question i know a little bit enough about Can jay
0: you be a competitor
2: I guess I could fuck. It's you know we're it's it's 2020. I can't be hateful. Uh, so you guys have had like the blowjob contest. Have have you guys ever tried to pull a prank on each other and like maybe say, oh yeah, let's see who's better between these two chicks, and then you let a guy blow you, like on we a glory a thing. We
0: did a called. We had an episode. The first one was called the Oral Olympics. Yeah. And we had a uh, hundred dollar and a thousand dollar escort, right? And you got blindfolded one minute blowjobs to see if it was worth the extra nine hundred dollars. Correct. And we both pick the cheaper girl the second one of that or olympics two we didn't do it but ian fidance who you ju- just had on recently well at least when you tape this um yeah. and then mike harrington were the two guys but one of the chicks was a trans chick and they didn't know which was which
2: i think that idea is funny because i said that i said to have a trans woman would be like you know the one notch but the other one would, be, would just be like sergio <laughs> Sergio yeah, yeah. from fucking down the hall, man. He's He liked but the extra I wouldn't hundred want bucks. to do
0: that to a, to a person. <laughs> un- like, nothing I've ever done has been mean-spirited. Like That could scar someone for life, I think. I don't know. Maybe. But the one we did most recently, which was funny, was we called it International Street Food. And we had five guys of varied ethnicities. Correct. And uh, a girl had to blow them each for a minute apiece, but couldn't touch them couldn't do anything but put their, her mouth on their penis, and then she got $100 for each a race she correctly identified, yeah. and then she would have a $500 bonus if she got all five right.
2: I'm going to guess she got the black guy,
0: right? Well, what's funny is that the guy that she, <laughs> she blew first, she said, I think this guy's the black guy, and we told her she could change her mind throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. She and then she
2: got to the third guy, and she was like, no, that's not it. This is the one. So the,
0: the guy that she thought was the black guy was white. <laughs> and he was super proud of it yeah. at all. Oh, he was like walking around the studio, like, good me, I, I have a big black cock. And then after she did all five of them, she goes, you know what? Let me do the first guy again. He goes, oh, no, no, I think he's Asian.
2: <laughs> See, that was just mean and spiteful. He got it.
0: Yeah, she flipped it. It like, could not have gone worse for him.
2: Whatever. She got it. She she just got embarrassed. She didn't want him to have all that clout. She had to take him down a fucking notch. So with the SDR show, like one thing I thought was fun is at the end, I've heard you when you interview people, you like to ask, sex, drugs, rock and roll. First experiences or memorable experiences. I don't know. I haven't listened to enough episodes now to know. Has anybody ever asked you those questions, Ralph Sutton? We,
0: the first episode we ever did was us answering those questions to each other. Yeah. Uh, and then we decided at the end of the show, let's make that the question we ask everybody at the end of the show.
2: So here's so that's how we started it. Here's the fun thing. I haven't heard that episode. But one no. thing that I do know is since the first episode of the SDR show, you've probably had some interesting sexual experiences. You've had definitely had some interesting drug experiences. And I'm mm-hmm. curious if you've had any new, like, new bars in the rock and roll experience. What is Not so much the first, but at this moment, like, what has been your I'm best? To stick out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the one I, stick out. I know you're I'm probably going to get out soon, so this is my last series is what I had. I was really curious about this because I, I don't know how often you get into it, so I'd like to know. So
0: the drug thing, uh, I would say for sure, was when we tried Molly on SDR, because I do a drug a year. I, think I may have said that right. I don't remember. If I not, not for
2: me, but I would like you to give me the, the short version. What's the
0: uh... so, I never have tried. I never did any drugs really in my life. I'd smoke pot a couple of times. Yeah. And after the first like six months of SDR, people were shitting on the show in that. All right, great. They bring porn stars on. I do a lot of sex stuff. They do a lot of rock stuff. Jay smokes pot. Is that the is that the drug part? Big fucking deal. So I said, all right, well, when we hit a certain milestone, it was like when we break a million listeners. Once that happens, I'll start doing a drug a year.
2: Yeah, it's for your birthday. Is that your normal plan, or is that no, just something no? Weird?
0: No, that, 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 I just did, that happened recently. I Did something stupid for my birthday. I tried <laughs> weed, and uh, that that I'll tell that story is my most memorable recent story of drugs. But uh, the one the the one also that there's two of them for drugs is when we did. So I did an edible the first year. I did um, mushrooms the second year. I did Molly the third year, and then here's where it got interesting. The Molly wasn't Molly the first time. It was crystal meth. How'd that go? I was up for three days.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so that was the weird one. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And why I am I not?
2: <laughs> guys, I don't think this is working right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I cleaned my whole apartment. Yeah, it's amazing like, for
2: that. That's the best yeah, part. That's the only crazy. upside to that yeah. I've ever heard for methamphetamines is, hey, man, your house would be clean as fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, it
0: was crazy, but... And then we got Real Molly, and then recently I did cocaine, and that was the five. Ooh. Uh, I could say the only time I did cocaine in my life was snorting it off of a porn star's ass, Brian Keeley. Uh, that's the only time I've ever done cocaine. How'd you, like, how'd you like that, Ralph? I didn't like cocaine. I don't like any of them. So far, I didn't like any of them. But um, Molly them. was the only one that I was like, oh, I guess I could get. I the, get it. The Real you know? Molly, not the, the meth Molly. Yeah, the second time we got a drug kit, yeah. and we got yeah. Real Molly. I was in Florida for my birthday. And I was decided, why not? We had a bunch of people together. I'm going to try another edible. You know, people do love it. Maybe I'll have a better experience. Yeah. And then the night kind of ended kind of earlier than I thought it would. So then I ended up being in my room by myself in Florida when it kicks in full full tilt. Right? And I'm looking around my room, and I decided to splurge for my birthday, 50th birthday. Got a beautiful suite in the hard rock that's shaped like a guitar. Yeah. And I'm looking around, I'm realizing, oh, in the bathroom, first it was the light switches are all much lower than normal light switches, wow. like F down. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Maybe it's just some sort of, like, cool thing. But also, the door handles for the outside terrace and stuff were all lower.
2: Well, you're a giant, Ralph.
0: Well, but even true. for me, I, I, I know <laughs> the regular level. I get into the bathroom, I'm like, oh, there's handlebars in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, this is a handicap room.
2: Oh, right. okay. Wheel, it's a and wheelchair I, accessible room, basically.
0: Yeah, but but a ha- handicap, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, that's what we call it. That's
2: what we call
0: it. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Then I started to believe when I'm high, oh, I'm handicapped. 100%. I'm mentally challenged. Yeah. And they put me in this room on purpose. And I'm <laughs> just realizing it now at 50 years old that I'm mentally challenged.
2: You had a revelation.
0: Revelation, super high. <laughs> and I started going through things. But but I had a radio show. I was like, well, it was on Saturdays. Maybe they were doing some sort of like community outreach for things for people on Saturday. Like I wasn't thinking everything fully through. But I've slept with girls. I'm like, yeah, but maybe they were your nurses and you were convincing yourself that you were dating them. So every step of the way that I was trying to talk my way out of it, I had a rational thought. Of why I'm, oh, no, I'm just
2: retarded. You're totally, you know? re- you're retarded. And look at all these dumb broads banging the retard That's amazing. Yeah, but then, <laughs> I, then I thought maybe I didn't
0: really fuck them. I thought that my brain made me think I was fucking them, but they were my nurses. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Like, that was my head. You, were deep. You, I, were, you went deep, man. How many milligrams was that? I don't know, how, but I tell you, I spent that night miserable because I finally figured out that I'm mentally challenged. That was the most recent, and then about five in the morning, I'm like, "What the fuck? Am I what is my problem?" And then I quickly wrote it down. I was like, well, I can't wait to tell Jay this. Yeah, and that was part of the story was that that's the most memorable drug experience in in recent years. I need
2: to get the the milligram on, dude. I've only done pot really. Like, I've done a little coke. I like the way it smells. Uh, I did painkillers after my accident. I got shot when I was sixteen. And like I took painkillers for like a solid six months, but they make mm-hmm. you so fucking groggy, man. And I just I switched to to the pot, and I've just kind of indulged that since. And it, it does. I, okay. I have a I have a brand of uh, a strain of weed named after
0: me. Do you uh, really? It, yeah, from a company out in, in L.A. But it's I did a dumb modeling campaign when I was twenty something called Bronzo Sensual, okay. and it's a ridiculous <laughs> photo. And I showed it on the air to make fun of myself a few times, and then it became a go a go to name that people will call me as a joke. And then even um, Sal from the Impractical Jokers loved the ad so much that he stole it. And then in one of the uh, Impractical Jokers episodes, it's behind him the entire time.
2: Yeah, no, I'm going to... Up
0: on the wall. Ralph, I'm
2: going to need that picture for the cover art for this episode, no, actually, Sure, I'll send so. it to you. No problem. <laughs>
0: so the strain is called Bronzo's Blend. But anyway, um, so that's my drug. My, my sex story, let's see if I have anything that pops in my head. Right now, the last month, nothing has happened. So yeah. that's, that's not exciting, you know. But you do pretty um,
2: well for all your efforts, from I mean, what I understand. I'm fucking up stuck numbers. in
0: here. No one's coming here right now. It's not happening. You know, like, <laughs> New York City is a war zone. So it's not happening. Uh, it either means that every girl I date is a hypochondriac or I'm really bad at sex because no one's coming right now. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, um, literally. I'll tell you right now. Here it is. The best thing that's happened to me recently. I went to Costa Rica. Was it Costa Rica? No, DR. I went to Dominican Republic for, a, for four days with two gorgeous Russian girls that I met on Instagram.
2: Absolutely. That was pretty amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um,
0: but then, obviously, they're not the most uh, upstanding citizens, I guess you would say. You know, yeah. that, whatever. Because a, little, then a, a friend of mine also <laughs> hit on one of them on Instagram, and then they were going to go away. So, obviously, that's what they do. You know, they want free trips, so they sleep with guys. Whatever the fuck. That's fine. Yeah. So, he tells me, hey, have you ever met this girl? I said, oh, I just went away with them, her and her girlfriend last week or two weeks ago. He goes, oh, I'm I'm trying to make that happen. And I texted her. It said, a hilariously small world, I think you just uh, was talking to one of my good friends. She got embarrassed and blocked him. Oh. And now he's mad at me. You almost got an ask him, my brother, Ralph. Yeah, I don't know why it's my fault. Anyway, so that's that's my (laughs) drug story. And then concert, I feel like I saw a great concert recently, and I don't know what it was.
2: Or even, Fuck like, me. have you had an interview lately that's been pretty cool? Like, I know it's a well, little bit say, deeper. Believe
0: in. it or not, uh, I really thought I wasn't going to like the guy from the verf Pipe, but a fucking super cool dude, man. He's good looking. He can sing, plays guitar, and just has great stories. I'll end this with his cool story, which is he was 18 in the military on the border of Czechoslovakia and Germany. And it was not, like, an official border. It was just, like, Marked off with border stones. Right. It wasn't like the, the actual. The middle of goes. fucking nowhere. I got it. Middle <laughs> of nowhere. And he was in his fatigues. He's a kid. And he would look across the fucking border. And he would see an, a, like a mirror image of him. A Czechoslovakian kid with a gun and the outfit. But they were just there like taking notes. I saw somebody today. Because we, we weren't at war. You just couldn't talk to them. Yeah. Couldn't look at them. Couldn't make any hand signals. You just write down what you say. It's like right? North and
2: South Korea now, right? Don't they have yeah, that kind exactly. of shit where it's just standing at exactly. the line, look at each other?
0: And he felt, but it, was in, it wasn't like in the border crossing. It was in the middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> and he felt so disconnected from the world. And he said, you know, I'm going to fucking make a connection with this guy. And he took his cigarettes and he left them on the border stone and left. And he came back a day later. And as he's walking over, he sees those cigarettes on the border stone still. And it, like, upset him that nothing happened, but he went and picked them up and noticed they were Czechoslovakian cigarettes. Oh. So the guy swapped them out, and he felt right then and there, in the middle of this fucking craziness, I made a fucking connection, and he never forgot that. And that's fucking cool. It is cool. They had a moment.
2: Yeah, they had a moment.
0: And then he said, I'm going to hold on to these forever, and then he lost them.
2: (laughs) That's the way it goes, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Ralph, it's been an absolute pleasure to get to talk with you, man. Do me a favor, and uh, I know stuff is kind of crazy right now, but do, you can do plugs if you'd like. Give uh, all your sure. info and let people Very know where to find you.
0: I'm a big fan of social symmetry, so I am everywhere at IamRalphSutton, including IamRalphSutton.com. Excellent. My radio show is, I mean, my podcast is The SDR Show Everywhere at The SDR Show and TheSDRShow.com, and you use the code SDR30 at Gas Digital Network. And you get a 30-day free trial to just go listen and watch all of these shows we talked about. I mean, I've had Mark Cuban on my show, Damon John on my show, Papa Roach, Disturbed, uh, guys from fucking Megadeth and Anthrax and Guns N' Roses, bunch of porn stars. We've done a lot of crazy shit in the five years that show's been existing. I promise you, you will enjoy that show. It's been really a, a fun thing to do. As this has been a fun thing to do, Joe. Uh,
2: thank you so much, and uh, I have an open door policy. If you ever want to come back, buddy, but I'm sure you have bigger things to do, and uh, hopefully everything gets back to normal sooner. You guys can get into it. I'm looking forward to to hearing how you're opening up for Jay. Things go. Uh, oh, it's well, on hold, obviously. Right oh, now, oh, I know it's on hold, but I don't think it's not going to happen, Ralph.
0: No, yeah, I've have I have about. I would say this. My I have twenty. I have to be up for twenty minutes. Yeah. Right. So my thought is about two or three jokes a minute. Two jokes a minute is probably about right. Um, so I have, I need 20 jokes, right? And I think I have four that are almost good. So four of them, I would give a C minus two. Yeah. I'm going to have, uh, about 20 that I think have potential to be something. And that's it. So I'm, that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs>
2: gotta hammer them out man you got time to practice you should just sneak them in on people here and there when you're doing shows because i'm sure you're doing shit all the time now
0: i'm not allowed to go up on stage no so that's not but i've you know i've the concepts i've said to people but it's not about like you could tell a joke on a podcast that's very different than when you need to tell a room in a very certain like i'm very aware of the word economy and very aware of how certain syllables are funnier than others Mm -hmm. so it's finding
2: the right uh the right Alliteration is a bitch, Ralph. But, it's yeah. you know, dude, I love it. And, look, I'm not a comic. I just play one on podcasts. I've mm-hmm. done a few funny things in my life thus far, and fortunately a few of them have been on tape. We just did a roast recently, and I'm pretty proud of that. Like I showed up in a suit with a noose. Like I went all out, man. Like That's cool. I tried really hard to do my best because it's a guy that I didn't want to do it for because I like him. And uh, I don't know, man, like it's a good muscle to flex, you know, like to get in there. I agree. And just, it just,
0: it's a weird, it's weird because uh, I've never done it before. No, so well, it's definitely been weird.
2: I think you have the tools and I hope that you can do it. I love silence. That's one of my favorite things. Like in that roast, I knew so well, like the, the spots where I could just take a moment and let that set for a second. And then you just hear some of the people in the background start chuckling and shit. And it's like, right, gotcha
0: and then it's all very real like I, you know it's shit about me and how creepy i am and okay. that i'm very well aware of so that's but most of it and my height and my monstrous appeal you know right. monstrous. it's
2: like but, i look uh, like a monster i'm harmless i'm a harmless creep it's like i'll sniff your panties but i'm not gonna do anything else you know what i'm yeah. saying like i'll make you breakfast it's fine
0: <laughs> and it's also it's funny is that I, i've talked to a few comics about it and so, like, I didn't want to do too much of the, which I think every first comic does, is look at me, I'm this. I'm like the this. And I, I told the, hair, the hairstylist, give me this. Like, all these fucking, like, look at me jokes, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that because I find that's what, like, every, that's the obvious path. So I was trying to be more uh, creative in it.
2: But we'll see. Can I, can I argue already. the point just a uh, scotch, Ralph? Sure. If there's nothing interesting about you or your appearance... That's not the way to go. You're a dignified 50-year-old giant man. You could probably uh, address something like that early and get it out of the way so that you set the stage for yourself so that people aren't completely shocked by the shit that falls out of your mouth right after.
0: My plan was one of the first jokes was going to be some sort of like really offensive like, you know, either pedophile or bestiality kind of joke yeah. because that will set the stage. But I'm also opening for Jay, so they all know to expect raunchy. And I would imagine most of the people there are going to know who I am anyway. That's my thought. <laughs>
2: you know? Hey, you guys ever floss with butthole hair? <laughs> who knew? I didn't yeah. even know chicks had butthole hair until I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, have a good one, man. I appreciate it. I'll let you know when it comes out, but I will edit and all that other good shit first. So thank you, and uh, we'll see you down the road, man. I be good, buddy. That was my conversation with Ralph Sutton. Be sure to follow him. If you like the content, subscribe to the Gas Digital Network. Tons of shows, tons of entertainment, and uh, not a bad price altogether. Of course, I haven't paid for it. I like. I, I just wait like a normal poor person the show's come out but i enjoy the stuff you guys might like it also um if you'd like to to follow this show or contact me uh google search it Boys podcast you found this one already but if you need to get a hold of me at Boy pod on twitter tell your friends tell your mama tell your friends mama about the show like subscribe rate review all that good shit guys uh as always, special shout out to the sponsor, the OG Killer com. use promo code POBOYS. You get 10% off anything in the store. Look around, man. There's all kinds of stuff. It's not just things for cleaning your booty hole, but they specialize in things to clean your booty hole. And if there's anything you've been curious about, I get you a little discount and uh, all their products high high quality, very efficient, effective, easy to install, you know? Give it a shot, man. 2020 is the year of the bidet, and i would be happy to take your money for it. Go to www.b-i-o-b-i-d-e-t.com. And we'd like to welcome a new sponsor, Cushy Dreams. They say, smoke your CBD because you can. And I agree. I've tried all the gummies, the drops, the, the rubs, the oils, all that shit, man. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a big fuck, and... I don't think those things are geared for somebody like me. But, you know, I do appreciate the uh, the process of smoking bud marijuana. And I feel like this is a really neat substitute for, you know, if maybe you don't want to get completely stoned <laughs> before you go do something. It's a CBD flower, actual hemp flower. It's not just some bullshit that they grow in a ditch to roll up and stick inside a cigarette if you've tried those. These are high-quality strains. There's six to actually, uh, you know, boost your your general activities, man. Relax, peace, create, hustle, energy, dream. All of those can have a benefit to you depending on what you're looking for in a CBD product. Um, you know, I think the interesting thing about these are instead of just having some low-rent, basic-ass CBD flower, they actually get all the CBD they can out of the product as opposed to just, you know, enough to make it work. I've enjoyed it thus far. It looks like Bud. It tastes like Bud. It smells like Bud. I can't believe it's not Buddha. You can go to their website, cushydreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y. Use your promo code POBOYS. You get 15% off your first order. They actually sell little canisters of prepackaged CBD, bud. Uh, nitrogen sealed. They ship it right to your house, man. Or you can get a pre-roll. A fat little joint cone, man. You can toke on that. The prices of the strains can go up, down. There's going to be a product for you no matter what your budget is, no matter what your ailment is. So guys, go there and check it out. Use the promo code. Get a little discount and actually smoke your CBD because you fucking can. And that's that. The bills are paid, guys. We're back in business. And uh, I got new stuff coming. Sorry, it's a couple days late. It's the summertime, baby. I'm on my straight-up Jimmy Buffett mode. And I'm so happy that I got to talk to Ralph. And uh, I'm so happy you guys decided to listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you next time.
1: I you listen to the radio. too much, but that's okay. Stand to sing a word to say This is about the immigrants Don't say nothing about the president of democracy Don't work that way I can say anything I want to say so fuck the SEC Fuck the FBI Fuck the CIA A little, a motherfucking USA The SEC, the FBI, the CIA, living in a motherfucking USA. Yeah, yeah